No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. You know, most people get nervous when it comes to taking tests. My friend Josh and I were talking about that yesterday. Well, today we're going to see what happened when God gave Abraham his final exam. We hope you'll join us as we continue in Genesis chapter 22 with Pastor Daryl Zachman right here on Simply the Bible. Today we come to one of the most important chapters in the Bible, Genesis 22. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. The Hebrew word for test means to attempt to learn the true nature of something. Metals are tested to determine their characteristics and whether they will hold up under stress. And God tests people by allowing adverse circumstances to prove them and to strengthen their faith. Abraham had been through many tests. Some he passed, some he failed. But he was about to receive the greatest test of his life. This was Abraham's final exam. If God ever calls my name, I hope I would respond the same way as Abraham. Here I am. Verse 2. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. In the previous chapter, Abraham was 103. In the next chapter, he will be 137. At this time, Isaac was probably about 30 years old, which would make Abraham 130. It is interesting that God told Abraham to take his only son Isaac because Abraham also had a son by Hagar, Ishmael. But God doesn't recognize our works of the flesh. This is the first time in the Bible that the word love is used. It doesn't refer to the love between a husband and wife, but between a father and his son. Everything in this chapter pointed beyond Abraham's relationship with Isaac to God's relationship with his son. Abraham was a living example of things to come. Just as Abraham loved his only son, Isaac, God loved his only son, Jesus. God told Abraham to go to the land of Moriah. Moriah means chosen by Yahweh. There he was to offer Isaac as a burnt offering. This would have been very hard for Abraham to understand. The pagan cultures around him offered human sacrifices to their deities, but the Lord had never required this. Verse 3, So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Even though Abraham did not understand, he did not hesitate to obey. In all the years that he walked with God, he had never known the Lord to steer him wrong. He couldn't explain why the Lord was telling him to do this thing, but he trusted that the Lord knew what he was doing. Abraham's faith had reached this point of implicit obedience based upon knowledge of God's character. Verse 4, Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar of off. 
Everything in this story points to Christ. Abraham journeyed for three days. For those three days, Isaac was as good as dead in his own mind, even as Christ would be dead for three days. Verse 5, And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. The word lad is somewhat misleading. We think of a boy, but the Hebrew word refers to any male who was unmarried. It is often translated young man. It is interesting that Abraham referred to what he was about to do as worship. In Abraham's mind, that is what he was doing. Offering Isaac was an expression of worship because he was acting in obedience to God. And you know, everything we do is an act of worship if it is offered up in obedience to the Lord. Notice that Abraham told the young men, the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. How could Abraham say this, knowing what he was about to do? We are told in Hebrews eleven seventeen that by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. You see, Abraham knew that Isaac was the one through whom God would fulfill his promises. God had a problem. If he had Abraham sacrifice Isaac, then he would have to raise Isaac from the dead. Therefore, Abraham could tell the young men that he and Isaac would return. Abraham's faith in God's ability to keep his word had grown to this amazing level. Verse 6, So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. Some see this in the figurative sense as the wood of the cross that was laid upon Jesus. Others as the sins of the world that were placed upon him. Abraham took the fire in his hand, which was a symbol of judgment, and the knife by which he would slay his only son. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father! And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look! the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? No doubt as a young man, Isaac had gone with his father many times to build an altar and worship God by presenting a burnt offering. They had the fire and the wood, but where was the lamb? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. I wonder if Abraham was holding back the tears as he said this. I prefer the King James Version here. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Abraham was speaking prophetically because about 2,000 years later, God would provide himself as a lamb for the offering when on that same Mount Moriah, God's only son would be crucified. The two of them went together. No one else could join them. Even so, the work of our salvation at Calvary was the work of the Father and the Son alone. Our part is only to believe. 
Verse 9, Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Now keep in mind, Abraham is old, and Isaac is a young man in his prime. To complete this picture of Christ, I would not be surprised if Isaac was 33 and Abraham was 133. When Abraham began to bind his son and place him on the altar, Isaac could have said, that's enough. He could have thought that his father was going senile. Instead, he submitted himself completely to his father. Even so, Jesus could have escaped the cross. He could have called for a legion of angels to deliver him at any time. Instead, he submitted himself completely to the will of the Father, saying, Not my will, but your will be done. Verse 10, And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. This is such a vivid picture, and so unnatural for someone as good as Abraham to kill the son he loved who brought him such joy. How hard this must have been for Abraham to reach out his hand and grasp the knife, knowing what he was about to do. You see, I have an only son who is a young man, near 30 years old. He works by my side in ministry. I consider Justin to be one of God's greatest blessings in my life because he's served faithfully by my side. I can't imagine slaying my only son. Often we think of the great love that Jesus demonstrated by laying down his life for us, and rightly so, for it is a sacrifice beyond words. But do we also think of what it costs the father to slay his own son? Verse 11, But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad, nor do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. The Lord proved Abraham's faith through this test. All Abraham's previous tests had prepared him for this moment. Some tests Abraham had failed, but this test he passed with honors. And Abraham proved not only to God, but also to us, the strength of his faith, proven by his works. Abraham trusted and obeyed God to the point that he did not even withhold his only son from him. At no other time did God ever ask anyone to sacrifice their child. And even in this, God spared Abraham's son, but his own son he would not spare. While God will not tell us to sacrifice our child as a burnt offering, he will require us to place on the altar anyone or anything that we potentially love more than him. He will test us in this to see if we truly fear and love him. Verse 13, Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there before him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. It is interesting that Abraham said that God would provide himself a lamb, but what he provided there was a ram. And there is a difference. In the future, God would provide the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. 
And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. The Hebrew is Jehovah Jireh, which means Jehovah or Yahweh sees. But when God sees because of his love, he also provides. Jesus told the Jews in John 8:56, "Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad." It could be that Jesus was referring to this moment when Abraham looked into the future and said, "In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided." Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Abraham got an A on his final exam and was rewarded accordingly. Even so, God's richest blessings come to those who trust in him and obey. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they rose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. You've been listening to Simply the Bible. The Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Darrell's teachings or to find out more about the church, go by their website at calvarytv.org. That website, once again, calvarytv.org. You'll also find an email address there, and we'd love to hear from our listeners. Next week, we're going to breach an uncomfortable subject. It's something we all must deal with, and often we just don't know how. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Genesis right here on Simply the Bible. 